It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. Said that a lot today. Uh, (laughs) Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. Top four at four is brought to you by Mohawk Honda in Scotia Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. Hey, guys. Yeah. What's the fourth biggest story in sports? You know what? Speaking about Scotia Glenville, by the way, shout out to Zach By all over the place, huh? How about him? This is rubbing elbows with all the celebs. The Scotia Glenville, the pride of Scotia himself. Woo. We made him. (laughs) He used to sit in these same exact chairs. What do they smell like? They smell like weed and Bill's fan. (laughs) We'll go on to story number four here. It's legal in Colorado, by the way. Many states. Anyways, uh, local stories. The Valley Cats, the Patroons. How about some double local here? The Patroons get a victory. They're off to Atlantic City this week. This weekend, maybe they pick up a victory and continue to advance in the TBL playoffs. You can watch that out on TBL TV. So check out the Albany Patroons website for more information there. And how about the Valley Cats? Valley Cats continue on tonight. 6.30 first pitch is set at home this entire weekend against the Empire State Grays. I want to start with the Patroons first. Okay. Good victory for them. Yep. Good stuff going forward. Yeah. Patroons have found success coming back just a few seasons ago. A championship season in between. Barely lost last year. Things are still rolling well for the Patroons, even though a lot of changes happen with the franchise. Yeah, and I like I like this close victory, this 90-87. Because a lot of times you've seen this in these short series, these best of threes, where you blow somebody out in game one and you don't take game two as seriously. You know? So you get that close victory at home. That 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 means that Roland, Coach Roland's about to go in there and be like, hey, listen. We barely got one at home. We gotta get you gotta give me ten times more if we're gonna win on the road. So let's go in there and let's get this done. So I like it. I like it. It's physical tough victory, low scoring, gives them all the reason in the world to, you know, file forward and get it done on the road. Go Patroons, continue that effort going forward. Good stuff. I want to see how deep this team can make a run again. Now the expectations continue to grow for that squad going forward. Uh, better because they're trying to go to a bigger league next year, too. So Did you know? Did you know? The Albany uh, Albany Patroons this weekend. Yep. The Empire State Grays. When you hear that term, the Empire State Grays, when they're playing the Valley Cans this weekend, is there anything that happens to you? Do you have any reaction to it? Is there anything that jumps out to you about that? I think I know what you're implying, but all I think of is nursing homes. Um, I, isn't that like, wasn't that a former name of the Yankees? That's a good guess, but what jumps out to me is like, I remember the Valley Cats playing the Grays last year. Why do they... Oh, yes, that's right. The Empire State Grays last year, 2022 summer, oh. almost set a 147-year record. Last I checked, I don't believe they did beat it. Now, someone might actually, here we go. They did, in fact, break the record last year. The Empire State Grays started off as a professional baseball team, 0-35. They don't play home games, right? You're remembering them now, yeah. 147 years this record had stood. The 1875 Brooklyn Atlantics. It started a season 0-31 until the Empire State Grays went 0-35 last year. By the way, oh. the Grays are not that bad this year. At one point, they started the season <laughs> 7-1. I bring that up just because if you're a Valley Cat fan or a Capital Region sports fan, you're like, are they actually going to play someone good? Or are they going to just play some record-settingly terrible team in the Empire State Grays? They're not as bad as last year. We don't stink as bad. We're not as bad as a team from the 1870s anymore. So come out and support the Valley Cats. Story number three involves SEC football. News involving the 
biggest conference in the college game. They have now decided that in the 2024 season, the SEC is going to get rid of divisions and move to a nine-game conference schedule. So we know that there's been the SEC East, the SEC West, but remember in 2024, Texas and Oklahoma will be joining the SEC. So a nine-game conference schedule, still a conference championship game. Originally, there was talks of an eight-game schedule all against your opponents and then one, two crossover games. LeVac, what do you make of the SEC just going nine conference games? And let me add this, because this is the rumor out there. Some are saying nine conference games in cupcakes and the other three games that most teams will schedule. Oh, yes, cupcakes. And let's not be, let's, let's be clear. There's some, there's some baked goods in the SEC as well. I, I know that the powers are there, but it's not like, it's not like every team is a murderer's row in the SEC. There's, there's plenty of baked goods to be had right there in your own conference. Um, it's it's weird to me because there's got there's got to be a bunch of money to be made in those in those conference championship games. Yes. So how are you making that money just by telling everybody we play each other more? So go to more of our games. One versus two, they're going to do. Oh, they are going to do one versus so two. So kind of like the Big okay. Twelve did a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Eh, I. You know what? I like it because now you're going to get the best two teams. It's one of the things I really can't stand in sports, especially when we get to bracketology in the college basketball world, and we're going to get to this in the college football world with an expanded playoff. The term good loss. <laughs> like, good loss does not make sense. Yeah. You lost the game. Right. Well, I lost to a good team. Yeah. yeah I mean, good, you lost, though. Good loss should only be for, like, weight loss. Ah, good loss over there. Drop 30. Yeah, good for you. That's exactly it, right? So it's like, okay, we're going to move to a nine-game conference schedule, so we'll use Texas as an example here. Mm-hmm. I think Texas, as much as I've smashed the Longhorns, and I think it's hysterical to constantly tweet out his Texas back when they blow a game. They're going to be great in 2023. They've got quarterbacks, they've got a great recruiting class, and maybe even better in 2024. However, if they go 9-3, and three, so now we're going to consider them a top 12 team in the league? I'm talking the overall college football league of the playoff. That's the SEC's mindset. It's a great mindset to have mm. their thought processes. Look, Texas's losses came to Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. We're going to keep them out of the playoff? While a team, let's say the Big Ten, let's, let's just say for the sake of the conversation, a non-Ohio State-Michigan team has a good season. We'll say Michigan State. They've been to the playoff before. Okay, Michigan State's got two losses. One's to Michigan and one's to Iowa. Well, who are you going to take? Three-loss Texas or two-loss Michigan State? It's almost like they're hedging their own conference to say, look, Texas is going to play uh, Texas State. They're going to play Alabama A&M. And they'll play some other cupcake school at FCS school. Maybe they'll play Sam Houston State, who's actually pretty good, but the FCS. But, hey, three losses. Got to put them in the playoff. And you can make a ton of money doing it. I think you got you to gotta look at the entire picture. Because I'm not, I'm not opposed to putting a three-loss team over a two-loss team if two things make sense. Not good losses, but their losses aren't as bad as your losses. And who'd you beat? Like, again, if you got, like, one good win and the rest are you just happen to get the bottom feeders of the SEC and, you know, Levac and Gaz East Coast Western School of Technology who just started fielding a team, <laughs> you know, like, then you didn't do anything. You're still not the better team. I get – I've been tapped to do power rankings now for the National Arena League. And I put Orlando ahead of West Texas in Albany this week. And I, I did that because they got Jonathan Bain as a quarterback. West Texas just beat Orlando. Nine times out of ten, I'm putting West Texas above Orlando because you beat them on the field. But since then, you added 
an all-league quarterback. So I'm going to put you ahead of him. Like that's there's there's circumstances that allow you to move a team with a worser a worser yeah that's right a worser record. I'll make up words. You do what you're told. <laughs> Ahead of, ahead of another team, but it's got there's got to be something in it that when you explain it to somebody, they go, I may not agree with you, but I see what you were thinking. And here's the other huge part about the SEC, and this is going to happen every single fall. I so badly want to have the argument that the SEC is overrated. Like, I want to give yep. teams in the ACC Clemson. I think Florida State's going to be awesome this year. Again, Texas is still in the Big 12. I think they're going to be great. I want to come on here in the fall and talk about if it's not Bama, if it's not Georgia, it's this school. I can't because the SEC is that good. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be against the grain. I want to, until someone takes down the SEC and proves that they're not the top dog. Remember, the reason Florida State won is they had a, like a, a last second touchdown with Jameis Winston, and Ohio State had the big Zeke season. Like, it's small examples of the last 15 years of teams who were actually able to break through and take down the SEC in a championship game. I feel weird that you haven't even like mentioned Cuse. Like, like can Cuse continue to improve? They were pretty good last year. I'm hoping that the non-division ACC is more beneficial for Syracuse because they were in the same division as Florida State and Clemson. And if they were on the other side where it was like North Carolina, Pitt, Georgia Tech, maybe they can find somehow, some way, a triple tiebreaker to break through. Hopefully right. for the Orange, I hope. All right, let's go. All right, this is what a story number two here at Major League Baseball schedule for the weekend. Some matchups of note. The New York Mets tonight, they're going to host the Toronto Blue Jays 7-10 first pitch. Justin Verlander on the mound for the Mets tonight. The Boston Red Sox, they continue their situation in trying to build up the ALE standings. They get a great shot to do it. The leader in the division comes to Fenway Park. That is the Tampa Bay Rays. Our coverage here on your home for Red Sox baseball gets underway at 6-10, first pitch. Don't forget, a doubleheader scheduled for Saturday. So don't complain to me if you hear nothing but Red Sox baseball Oof. for nine hours and the angry Oof. emails come from New York sports fans. we got two Red Sox games you know, coming on Saturday. You know, after an 8-2 win... You want to know how bad the Red Sox are? I'm rooting for them this weekend. Whoa! I need them to take down the Rays. I'm more worried about the Rays this year than I am the Red Sox. And a 10-10, first pitch out on the West Coast. Yankees, Dodgers, Kershaw, Severino. World Series preview. It's going to be amazing. Was that your preseason pick? I don't know if we gave preseason World Series picks this year because of us starting on this side of it in May. Severino back. Now, I think look, I actually did. I did. I think I went Subway. Okay. We did you really go Subway series? Because that's yeah. also what I picked. I have a future yeah. wager for Mets Yankees. Okay. Yeah. So do I. We can dive deeper a little bit in this Yankee matchup and everything a little bit later. I do like in this the hour. Yankees Dodgers more, but yeah, we'll do that next. All yeah. right. We'll move on to story number one then, and that is this weekend as well a Sunday matchup that'll be Game Two of the NBA Finals. It's the Nuggets and the Heat. Eight o'clock tip off set for Sunday night. Denver dominates in Game One. LeVac, we let off the show talking about this. If you missed it, Apple and Spotify is where you can listen to the podcast on demand anywhere you want. I don't feel much different about Game 2 than I did about Game 1. I thought Miami would keep it closer in the first half just because sometimes a team with rest needs a little bit more to start up. That's not the case. I expect Denver to smack around Miami again Sunday night. I might I might take Miami at least with the points Sunday night. Um, I just think that I think Butler is going to get knee-deep in people's backsides. I think they're going to be rested. I think you're going to hear a lot of a lot of talk about the the refereeing of, this, of the first game. I, I, I think the Heat can win one this series, and it might be game two in Denver. All right. Maybe. 
We both like Denver in five, so eventually yep. you got to find that one win somewhere yep, in the NBA Finals. It's Sunday night's hip-off there. Okay, I, I teased it. I usually flip it around for you on this, right? I usually give you story one, and we go into 4-15. Yeah. We'll do story two, but before we get into all that, Levesque, let's talk about our friends over in Mohawk Honda. Woo-woo. Scotia Glenville is the spot. Well, I just went Scotia Glenville. Guys, that's the high school, but... Hang on a second, because of the Zach by Love, we just talked about Denver there as well. Stop over, say hello, everybody over there. Greg Johnson, Nick and Nate who are crushing it on social media. Lindsey Harden, the McKenna's, MJ. We could run through the list. John and Service and more. They're going to make sure they take care of you. By the way, Dave, our engineer, was supposed to see John and Service. Hopefully he's doing it this weekend, and hopefully you are doing it this weekend as well. June is here. The summer road trips are coming. Your kids are going to be out of school soon. You got baseball games, lacrosse games, and more this upcoming summer. Make sure you're traveling safe, potentially with a new ride. Trade in your vehicle, whatever you're looking for. Don't forget, certified pre-owned vehicles are also at Mohawk Honda, where you can get a great price for what you're looking for for June, July, and August, so you can enjoy summer 2023. I love my pilot, the best vehicle I've ever had. Now my in-laws continue to take it around the capital region, so be careful. (laughs) I just looked outside to see what was here. Yeah, now it's being passed off and concerned about their driving. So. Now it's like, is it a punishment? Like, you kept her up last night because you had work issues. So she's like, you know what? You can take Thomas's car, you Petunia. You've been watching the kids so well this week. Go ahead, take it. It's got car seats. What? Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. All right, this is the uh, this is the weekend. The Yankees are out there on the left coast. Ten ten first pitch tonight, which is completely obnoxious. But uh, maybe I'll take a nap and, and be able to to watch the game live. But um, I mean, it's Friday night. How old do I sound right now? Oh my god, I gotta stay up past ten. Um, I can't argue that because yesterday I was complaining that oh yeah, the NBA finals at eight thirty. We all right, eight thirty. When you well, when you um, when you have kids, it's different. Like my my kid is nineteen, my yeah. So it's like she's not. It doesn't it doesn't matter. I can go do whatever I want. Time like isn't a, real, right? Like a Friday night, I shouldn't like ten ten. I should be getting started, dude. Like let's roll, you know. But I do have to yard work Saturday. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. But ten ten seems a bit ridiculous. But here we go. Severino versus Kershaw. Um, this is this could be. A little bit of a World Series preview. The, the Dodgers pitching doesn't feel as strong as it has in the past. Like even with you know Kershaw, Syndergaard, you know they've got it. Just doesn't seem to have that same just dominance that it once did. Let's go back a little bit here for Severino though, and maybe you're going to be upset with this, or maybe Yankee fan feels more like this than I even realize. Levac, I've given up on Severino, and not because like what? I, hear me out here, right? And maybe it's because of the lack of Severino that I've seen over the past few years. Because he barely pitched in 2021. 2020 is a COVID year. So I always say COVID year because some of us, even the most diehard sports fans, forget about what actually happened in that window from like 2020 spring to 2021. That whole like window, we're going to continue to look back and be like, was he hurt? Was he sick? Did he sit out? Was he rehab? Okay. So you have that whole window of his career there. So 2021, he barely pitches. 2022 comes around. Was he as good as Yankee fans thought he should have been in 2022? I would say no. Maybe you could disagree with that, but I would say no, because at that point in his career, there had been talks, especially in his mid-20s, of can he be the ace? Can he be the best pitcher maybe we talk about in the American League? How good can Severino be? And from what I saw, he didn't get 10 wins in 2022. And then 2023 comes around, and it's June 2nd. This is the third time he's pitched this season. 
I look at the Yankee rotation, Sorry. and I would tell you Garrett Cole's the ace. I would tell you after that, is Severino still the second best pitcher? I feel like I've given up on Severino. Maybe I'm way too critical of this guy, but I knew the expectations were Severino and Cole could be the one-two punch. These guys could be the ones to lead the Yankees to the World Series. Maybe this is just what he is. A really good pitcher, not the best in the American League, not a $200 million contract guy. He's just okay. He's fine. He's not great. He's okay. I thought they were going to move on from him. I actually thought at one point they were going to be like, you know what? We're just going to trade Severino. We'll find another arm we think is younger and better. No, because you know what? Severino got they, – the contract that they put together for Luis Severino was was very team-friendly, if you remember. It was, it was very similar to the contract that they gave Aaron Hicks. And I think the reason they did that is they always knew that there, there was a lot of potential once he got everything right, once he worked through everything. Yeah, it was a four-year, $40 million deal that they signed him to, extension. So What so year did you sign that extension, if you I had it right there? This is it. Yeah, I think so no, this okay. is his last year. Yep. So he's, he's, on the, he's got the potential to make a lot of money. He's got 15 mil on the books this year. So he's the potential to, to get paid this year. He's had two appearances. The Yankees... Uh, he does not have a record yet. He has not won nor lost a game, but the Yankees have won both those games. ERA of 1.59, uh, four and uh, four and two-thirds in the first appearance against the Reds, and then against the uh, the Padres, six and two-thirds, with five strikeouts in each game. If he can go out there and give you six and two-thirds, seven innings, a five to six strikeout ball right now, he's your number two, and that's huge. And he's going against Kershaw tonight. So this is... This is nice. This lines up nice for the Yankees because if he goes out there and pitches the way you would hope Luis Severino would with his 1.59 ERA going up against Kershaw, 6-4 with a 3.32 ERA, the Yankees are able to squeak this game out. Cole, you didn't have to burn Cole on Kershaw. Maybe I'm too critical of him right yes. now. But, no, maybe. You but, are. You suck. You're a bad person. <laughs> Here's the reason why, though. Like You and I together have watched a lot of Severino games because a lot of the big time, the big pitches and everything else when Severino was involved, hey, we're tossing this guy on the mound. So many one-game wild card settings, too, of like, all right, Severino's going to be the guy we give the ball to. He's going to be the one to lead us to victory tonight. And for whatever reasons, whether he was too excited for the games, whether it was a lot of pressure to pitch in New York, I looked at Severino and thought, okay, he's not... CeCe Sabathia keeps popping in my mind, but maybe that was my expectation of, okay, CeCe Sabathia's out the door, Who's going to be the next guy? Okay, you just signed Garrett Cole. Can you be the guy? Like, with the last year on his contract, is Severino going to be a Yankee next season? What does he have to do this season to be like, okay, he's definitely the guy? Maybe tonight's the start. You beat Kershaw on the road in L.A., one of the best teams in baseball. Maybe that's the start he needs for me to believe in him again of how really good he can be. Well, he was the guy by default, too. Like, it was, he was, you knew he'd be very good. You wanted him to be your ace. But there was nobody close to him. Like there was a point where you were you were literally looking at like him and Jordan Montgomery as potential one twos, so I I just I think what does he have to do to be a Yankee next year? He's got to get through this year healthy. He's got to get through this year showing his stuff. Um, maybe have a good postseason outing. I don't even know if that matters at this point. I think you get I think you bring him back if you can, no matter what, because who's who's who are you going to get this better? That isn't going to cost you way more. But if think about this, right? So he goes tonight. You get this done theoretically. 
Cole goes tomorrow against Michael Grove. That'd be that'd be great if he can win that one too. You know, just keep keep the keep the ball moving, keep it going. Then it's uh, Herman versus Miller. Miller's Miller's pitching really well. But those two of those three names slide down the rotation if Rodon comes back healthy. So like Severino goes out right now, he's pitching as your two. He becomes your three. Herman becomes your four. You know, and she your five. Yeah, it, it maybe. I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe that's. Maybe there's somebody else out there. Maybe that's. Maybe maybe John Lasagna steps back up when he gets off the uh, IL after sixty years or whatever he's gonna be on it for. See, and, and that how you just laid it out there. You kind of look towards the next season. At least I am. I well, get I'm it. looking I, towards the rest of this season. Yeah, but okay. Let's play this game though. Let's say Severino for whatever reason isn't the guy. Okay. Let's say. How dare you? Let's say Cashman gets crazy here at the deadline and says, you know what? He's 29 years old. I don't know how many more good seasons we're going to get out of him right now. We can either let him walk in free agency. Maybe we give him a one-year show-me deal. We try to see if we can win again with Severino. Or, and I know it's very rare, we deal him for a bat. Yankees probably don't need a bat, but you got to do something with Severino here. Okay, so let's say it's Cole. No particular order. Cole, Schmidt, Herman. Rodon. Rodon. And that's the problem here, right? Like, I know you mentioned, like, do you bring in an arm? Do you find somebody in your system that you think is going to be good enough to come up and be the fifth again? And if you're going to not call anybody up, and I keep thinking about whether it's Somerset, whether it's Scranton, okay, we're going to bring up a prospect. Maybe they could be the next Severino. Oh, Maybe they could be Nestor great. Cortez, too. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Nestor's in that mix, too. Yeah, I'm trying to find where Severino is. Look, best case scenario. Be, Nestor will be fifth. For sure. If yeah. everything, yeah. Hmm. You know, best case scenario for Severino is this for 2023. Tonight, he goes out and outduels Clayton Kershaw. That would be awesome for Yankee fans. You go out and outduel Kershaw on a Friday night in LA. Okay. You and I are probably coming back Monday saying, guys, quiet about your Severino criticism. Quiet yeah. about you talking about the future. I'm already saying it. All right. Yeah, exactly. Enough out of you, Gazlowski. Go out and enjoy the weather. Quit criticizing pitchers on a Friday. That could be Monday's show. Or. You go back and you're like, okay, like, what are we doing with Severino? What is going to happen with this guy going forward for the rest of his career if he's not going to be what we thought he was three years ago? So here, here's how I look at it, right? Right now, you're looking at a situation where Garrett Cole is your ace. Rodon's supposed to be your two. So let's let's paint the pretty picture. Rodon comes back. He's your two. So it's Cole one, Rodon two. Technically, Nestor Cortez is, pe- is is penciled in that second spot, so he becomes your three. Severino becomes your four. Herman becomes your five. I would say it'd probably be more likely if Severino's good weekend. It would go Cole, Rodon, Severino, Cortez, Herman. I don't hate that starting five, my friend. And by don't hate it, I'm ready to go to war with it. Let's have it. They got to stay healthy. All these other things. Now Clark Smith becomes a long reliever. You know all these other all these other deals. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm getting fired up for this weekend. No, I'm not going to do this. I'm not uh, going to do that. I thought uh, I thought about asking something about Severino that's very unfair, so I'm going to keep that to mind. No, now you have to. Now you have to. Are you confident he can Look finish? Look how quick you did it, too. You just wanted me to tell you how to do You're such a jerk. <laughs> this is going to add to my criticism here. Are yeah. you confident he can stay healthy? No. Okay. Who Who on the Yankees roster besides... I don't, and don't, I'm not going to say names. Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't want to do it. Um, I'm like, I don't want to. Hey, no, like, pick like, this person who you think will get injured. And then, like, 
because it puts it in a weird spot, right? Do we, we don't want to root for it, but it's just we've got a history of Yankee players, and especially yeah. Severino more recently, of not being out there or being available. Well, it's easier for me, or, or quicker, I should say, to list the guys who haven't spent long-term on the IL recently than it is to tell you the ones that are like, well, he's been hurt, but maybe. I think he's okay now. I like Severino's still, he's still young. Not a lot of miles on that arm. I think uh, I think this, this is plus it's a pay year. You know these these free agency years. They're the years where guys always always cash in somehow with the Yankees. So uh, he'll be great this year. I worry about him next year and the year after. I want a big game. Here's here's what I would love for Severino. I really would. I would love for the Yankees to be in a big game. August September Yankee fan knows says big games playoffs. I get that, but like mm-hmm. as the Yankees fight here in the AL East and the American League overall, to find out where they're going to become playoff time if they can still be a playoff team, which I believe they will be. But I would love a huge start out of Severino against Tampa. Or like a Baltimore-New yeah. York game for my O's in the mix and Severino's dealing with Creamer or somebody else. Like I would love for Severino to have that moment. You know, we talked a little bit about like movies and moments. Like I want the Severino seven-strong, pumping his chest, coming off the field, getting cheered by fans in the Bronx. And be like, okay, this guy's our number two. This guy's the reason why. I don't know if it's the Yankees haven't gotten to the World Series or Severino's stage can even be bigger. I want a moment out of Severino this year. I know I've been critical of him the last few minutes, but I feel like he still has something left. But now it's his season. This is a prove-it-or-lose-it season for Severino. Because if he stinks Levac or he gets hurt, I don't believe he's the pinstripe pitcher in 2024. How about the Yankees' schedule? I was just looking to see where that series would be. So it would be the... um... The last time the Yankees faced Tampa this season in the regular season would be the weekend of August 25th to the 27th down in Tampa. So that's, and then after that, the only American League East team. So you got four at Boston, September 11th to the 14th. And then you got six left with Toronto. But the rest of the, the rest of the teams you play after that weekend are Detroit, Houston, Detroit, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh. Arizona, Kansas City to finish it all. Like the American League East is a murderer's row this year. And the Yankees get most of the hard part of it. I was like, they don't see Baltimore, who's who's playing very, very good baseball. I love is, that sentence. The hard part, and they don't see Baltimore. I they love it. They don't see it. Baltimore oh, after July thirtieth. We should go to that game. Sunday, one thirty five, first pitch. Woo. Bronx? Uh, no, in Baltimore. Oh, that's a that's a beautiful. Have you been to Kenway Arts ever? I haven't been for a game, but I've walked through it on my way to the Ravens. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Make and that there's work. all those little plaques from where all the Yankees hit all those big home runs. Which is really really they cool. They took those down. No, yeah. no, they just shine them up. Shine uh, them up real nice. So yeah, this weekend good baseball all around. I haven't said this yet today. Maybe I have to do it next. I have to. There's something I have to say for Mets fans because I don't. Uh, we, there's a, there's a little thing. I got a little Met Mojo going on the show. You want to do that next? Let's do it next. All right. LeVac Gaz, Met Mojo coming up next. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Hey, it's LeVac for the Integrative Sleep Center in Balsam Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. So if you haven't heard me talk about this yet, you might be the only one left. I get it a lot. Hey, LeVac, how's this work? How's that work? But it seems like people never quite understand 
what I'm really up to. No surgery, no masks, no hoses, no wires. It is a custom-made mouthpiece from the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa. They put it together for me, and I wear it, and it keeps my airway open. It is that simple. It is that easy, and I absolutely love it. It has made such a difference in my day-to-day life. I cannot thank Dr. Dreer and the team over at the Integrative Sleep Center enough for what they've done for me. My sleep is better. My snoring is less, which means I get yelled at less by the family. Uh, A lot of the neighbors don't have to put all their windows closed on even on hot nights when I'm snoring it's gone because the snoring is way way better the integrative sleep center in Balsa Spa they're helping me sleep better they'll help you sleep better too 518-885-6185 call them today all right so Mets fans you get the sweep baby sweep the Phillies Scherzer looks good everything's going well but I feel like I'm a big part of this. Like, I'm the 10th man right now. So I have to say this. Are the Mets any good? (laughs) We're back to this? (laughs) I said three days, that's three wins. Okay? (laughs) I don't know if they're any good or if it's just me willing the cosmic energy that I have in their favor. Okay? So, are the Mets any good? (laughs) Well, back in May, and we appreciate everybody on social media who did this. I saw it all over the place. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, hashtags, graphics, pictures. Who is Antonio Ella took off? Yes, yes. I was really happy with that. I've heard that's actually had some positive momentum. I'll talk about that another time. Yeah, it's it's hysterical of how that's going to. Is this what's going to happen this month now on Levac and Gaz on 95.990? Are the Mets good? Are they good? Are the Mets good? The T-shirts are coming, the blue and orange. Elevation 10,000, here you go. You likely can't use the Mets logo without giving them rights, but we are ready now next. Our second <laughs> order here. Be, it should be M-A-G question mark. Mets any good? Mets any good? Mets any. This is the new June slogan. Because they like to do the LFG. Yeah. So the, the M-A-G question mark. There's the new shirt for this. Yeah, I like it. Let's make some money on that. Winners of five of their Very last. Very barstool of you. Right? Isn't it? Five of their last seven they've won. You mentioned the sweep there for the Phillies. And you and I still, even after the Phillies sweep, even after I said at Mohawk Honda, I'm like, you know, if they get by the Phillies, I can probably argue they're the third best team in the National League. Even with Scherzer doing that afternoon win. Uh, this good? Eh, I'm telling you right now. I don't know if they are or not, but I know that every time I say that, they win. So... Hey, Mets fan. Mets any good? You're welcome. Is it for the Mets that the Mets fan base, I feel like I do this every single summer with the Mets. At the same exact time, every time I'm with the Mets, I'm like, all right, you fans of the Mets. You. Complain so much about this team. You are. Yankee fan is very competitive. Mets fan is very complainy. And ah, so often, right? Like so often, the Mets are like, "Ah, oh, the sky is falling. Everyone's gonna stink. Everyone's hurt." Oh, I'm a Met fan. I've gone through that so often that now they're actually winning. Like for the second consecutive summer, it feels like they're winning. But Met fan feels like the sky is falling, and they need something to complain about because even though they sweep the Phillies, even though they look good, and are they any good? We continue to ask. The headlines I took away from that series are not that they're better than Philly, not that they can catch Atlanta. Isn't that thing you take away? Scherzer's a nut. Like, Scherzer is out of his mind. Scherzer wins the game, and the headline coming out of it's how frustrated he is with the pitch clock. Like, no, no, we can talk yeah. about the Mets winning. At it. Scherzer's he, just going though? nuts. I, I think he should be, though. Why? Because like, he's done it for so long, and then this is a, it's a pretty drastic change. Like, if he was okay with it, I think it would be weird. 
But they won. Like if Scherzer's getting smacked around the park in Philly, let's say let's say the Mets lose that game like seven to four. And out of the first three innings, Scherzer's like getting all flustered. He's hitting his pants. He's throwing balls out of the zone. He's yelling at the dugout. He's yelling at Buck. If that was the case, honestly, we probably would have led the show with it one of these days. We probably would have led the show with it today. Like, hey, that's a Hall of Fame pitcher. Arguably, him and Kershaw in Verlander, the conversation of the last 20 years, the three best pitchers in baseball. And now one of the best pitchers in baseball on a team that has the chance to go to a World Series and maybe even win one is saying the rules have affected his play. Your top players are complaining about the play. He won the game. And he's still <laughs> negative. The Mets fan, led by their leader, yeah, you know who is still he negative. Is, yeah, well, he's you know nuts. that's who he is. Yeah, he's crazy. It's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely true. Plus, I mean, I mean, how often do you think Mark Canna is going to go off the way he's been going on? Like, right. You know, I, I didn't. Mark Canna, who was an Oakland athletic for most of his career and then joined the Mets last year. Like, he's not like, it's not who I expect to be hitting bombs for you. So, you know, you want to make sure that you let everybody know. Like, hey, there's that's the time to complain too. I'm sorry. You complain when you lost. Everybody's like, oh, sore loser. Oh, I got two color eyes and I hate losing. Man, where it's like you, hey, we won. This still sucks. Just so you know, just because I made it work today doesn't mean it's good. Verlander on the mound tonight, though. Keep it rolling. Good. Find out. And we need we need them. And I say we as Yankee fans. Because you got Toronto this weekend. So you can if they can put Toronto away. 7-10 first pitch tonight, 4-10 on Saturday, 140 on Sunday. Kodai Senga at home again. He seems to be a monster at home. Things laid out pretty nice for you. You uh you, you avoid the big fella, Alec Manoa. You, you everything's everything looks like it could could go well for the Mets. You know, hopefully not so well that I can stop asking if they're any good. Because that's I think that's <laughs> I think this is a part of of, of them catching fire. Is me continuously wondering if they're any good. I hope this fall the Mets get to the playoffs and we're out watching a Met game somewhere together. Maybe like that whole playoff, especially that divisional round back in the day. And I say back in the day because it might change formats and everything else of that afternoon action. And I'd love to be out with, are the Mets good? <laughs> are they any good? That's any good? M A G. M A G. But it's, it's, they're, they're fun to watch. And you see, they toned, they toned down the celebration. Oh, good for the children. Hopefully, I, I don't know. Well, because children being made from that celebration, that was the problem. Um, it's more of like a, just a quick little pelvic like pop. Like a, whoop, that's, that's all they do now. They don't like they're not attacking each other like a bunch of dogs in heat. Good. It's, it's fine now. Was Buck Showalter behind that? Did he probably put the end to it? Steve Cohen. Buck Showalter. Listen, Steve Cohen calls Buck Showalter. Yeah, they got to stop doing that. Like, I don't care what they do as long as they win. I'm. Dry humping Pete Alonso's leg right now. I don't care. It's as long as they win. A win is a win. Um, no, it's it's it is good to see the Mets start to put it together, and and hopefully they keep it rolling. You know, you got Verlander, you got Scherzer, going every every uh, fifth sixth day. So that's that's kind of nice. Could I Senga? That's the big question I've got because we haven't seen him pitch really well on the road yet. So if he can go out there with that, what is it? Ghost. Splitter ghost something he's got ghost curve. I love when pitchers just make up terms for right. pitches. Oh, it's the best. Remember the old gyro ball from yep. Dice K? Didn't was it? I want to say it was you. Darvish had one like that too. They're calling it like the kitchen sink ball. Yeah, every the ghost <laughs> ghost pitch. Oh, yeah, it's so what, good. What is? I don't even. I like. That's the best part. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost. We don't. You know what? I wish more. Capital Region Section Two athletes. I would love for like a James ghost Allen. Fork. Oh, the Ghost Fork, of course. Yes. How dare I? Not the yes. spoon or the the knife. The Ghost <laughs> Fork. 
I would love for more high school pitchers to like do that. Like, yeah, we got Scotia Glenville coming up. They got a <laughs> here. They got Wes Kozlowski pitching. Yeah, Herdy's got the spoon fill pitch coming tonight. Spoon fill. No. The, oh, did you see it? He just threw the spoon fill. Whoa. Oh. Um, Meaty no. broccoli. He just threw. Oh, that's that's you smell that at, at short. That's the. <laughs> Bartolo Colon used to throw that. The meaty broccoli? Oh, Couldn't hit it. Didn't want to hit it. Pardon me, shortstop in seconds. Sorry. It's <laughs> a cloud of death floating back. Uh, it is Friday. It's time. Listen, I, I could make a bunch of wagers this weekend, and I will. But I don't know if I want to <laughs> say them all. I think I'm going to take the Heat plus nine on uh, uh, this weekend. On Sunday night? Yeah. Okay. I think that's. I think the Heat plus the points. I'm going to wait and see if it goes up a little bit, nine and a half, ten. Uh, but I think the Heat plus the points is a decent play this weekend. One thing I like to remind people about this wonderful play of the day, thank you to Mohawk Chevrolet, is that you will learn, if you are maybe not an investor, that if you do over 50% on your bets for a month, for a week, for a quarter, that's really good. If we hit around 60%, we are going to be partying in studio. <laughs> I was so hot. And mm-hmm. just like I've learned, that's not how this thing goes, guys. I am now a loser of four of my last five bets. Some of them more loser, devastating than others. And I'm copying out for the second Friday in a row because I've done this Friday weekend bet, I believe, last week. And I'm doing it again this week. I'm betting the Orioles money line with Dean Creamer on the mound. I love this guy. He's my favorite Oriole. The hair, everything. They got texts a few weeks ago. I believe yeah, it was the 27th. Pitching on the weekend. He had the Saturday start. Got beat now at 5-2. and two. He gets another weekend start this time on the West Coast. Again, San Francisco, that game is tonight. 10-15 first pitch out in the Bay. I will bet him again. Money line, my favorite Orioles. Pitching really well. Will I go 0 for 2 betting on the Orioles on a Friday night play of the day? I hope not, but that is my play. I believe in him. He bounces back. That'd be nice. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. I might, I might ride with you because I don't know if you remember this, but I'm in a pool where I had to like the, I had to put together teams with the most wins on a budget. I'm with that as well. I'm in the put, same pool. I put your Orioles in that yeah, before the you. season started because I'm, I'm really smart. Um, you know, because that's what I do is I just I see these great things coming for other other people and other teams. Um, the other Nirmaga Madoff uh, UFC fight night tomorrow night too. I think he's like minus one fifteen. His brother, brother, cousin, whatever. I don't know the other relative. We'll see. Yeah, actually, that's the thing too. We were talking about uh, was it Dragic the the Dragic, the the fighter who who wrestled the alligator. Do you think part of him was like take that? Ramaga Madoff, you out there fighting bears. I got gators. Right. Bears are fluffy and lovable. They even do cocaine. I've seen them in movies. I'm out here with gators. They eat cars. They don't care. <laughs> you ever see them when they open up a gator? Who? Like it's every once in a while, like they'll catch like a big gator in like a neighborhood or whatever, and they'll open it. And it's like open, you mean open the inside of his cut body. The thing open. Oh my God. And that. what comes out of them is like if you haven't if no one's ever checked the couch cushions like like a bumper a cat like i like a person like ran like the most random cuz gators eat everything they don't care like the most the most random things will just come falling out it's like like i said it's like shaking a couch cushion out Ew. it's change it is his cousin by the way thank you for that his cousin yeah i didn't know for sure i just didn't want to agree with you um all right so there's our our plays of the day my big one is heat plus the points um, Gaz is is uh, gonna have a little creamer in his coffee. Mm. That's where he's. <laughs> I don't know why he said that. I don't know why my coffee's still here. I didn't drink it this morning, mm. and now it's, now it's, it's just, probably gonna be cold. Now it's just soup. Um, 
Those are the good ones. Oh, oh, man, I do not like cold coffee. Oh, I thought it was chunky. I got nervous for you. Uh, of course, the play of the day is brought to you by Mohawk <laughs> Chevrolet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Malta. What a way to start the weekend. There we go. I'm about to hop in the old uh, the old Chevy Silverado and go go uh, you know finish my round of golf that I've been doing. You know what? Hopefully he's listening. Happy birthday to Coach Barnello. He's celebrating his birthday today out in Burnt Hills. He made the road trip. He loves listening to us on the app. Happy birthday to Coach Barnello. He listens to us. He's driving through the Coach, Capital happy Region. Birthday. Happy birthday, Coach. Hopefully Very you're listening cool. right now. Get the shout out what for you. What else is going on this weekend? Anything fun? What are you doing? What am I doing? I am probably mowing the lawn. I don't Me have. Too. I just I do don't that. do any fun things on the weekend anymore. <laughs> Spend time with my the boys? family. You take the boys I, out do anything? I did Dino Valley last week. That was cool. My, uh, my parents are coming up at some point. My wife was just texting me earlier this morning that she changed all the plans. That's really what happened. She said, I'm doing this, this, and this. And I just wrote back, what? So I will be doing what she tells me this weekend. There you go, smart man. All right, uh, time for us to get out of here. I hope you guys all have a fantastic weekend. We're back on Monday, 3 to 5. Uh, was it Cavino and Rich next? Cavino and Rich, and then Red Sox baseball after that. I love it. All right, uh, everybody. You have, do. I, I do. I love all of it. Remember, I'm rooting for them this week because the Red Sox are so bad. I don't care about them. But I'm, you drank my coffee as well, and you got poisoned no, on your way out for the weekend. I love it because, again, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to listen to that crap. But um, start listening again, 3 o'clock on Monday. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio 95.9 to 980.